It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hello! Welcome back, Vietnam. It's me, Robin Williams. And then I put my dick in her butt. This is me, Mitchell Phillips, not Robin Williams. Come on. He did. Get a clue. Theater of the mind, folks. Next thing, I'm going to be uh, shaking a, a cookie sheet and telling you it's thunder, and you'll buy it, you sheep. <laughs> you don't know anything except what we tell you. <laughs> Listen to us. We are the mainstream media. This is hats off, gloves off. Hats off to those that deserve it, and gloves off to those deserve it. Pats on the back, pats on the fanny, finger pointing and finger blasting, the good and the bad, the yin and yang of podcasts. You do a bad... You get a bad. We chin check you. You do a good. Hats off to you, sir. We applaud you for it. Legality has no bearing here. <laughs> this is a kangaroo court yeah. with no laws. An all... American kangaroo, though. It was born here. Yeah, it's like, uh, you're like, oh, good eye, Mr. Kangaroo. And the kangaroo's like, uh, can, I just, can I just get a coffee, please? <laughs> um, so I'm going to kick it off real quick. This is just a fun one. Step on into Mitch's politics corner. This Justin, breaking news with Mitchell Phillips. So this fella, Kirk Andrews, owns a uh, lingerie store called the uh, Petticoat Fair. Ooh, I like the name. In North Austin, Texas. Right. So this story, the reason it popped up on my radar was uh, (laughs) a bit of a silly stroke, I guess. He uh, somebody broke into his store, stole a bunch of shit. He showed up to work and he realized he'd been burgled. So he calls the police and the police say, we don't have time for that. Call three one one. Three one one. He calls three one one. He's like, I can't believe this. Three one one tells him to put on rubber gloves, latex gloves. And search for bullet casings. Whew. So apparently there's a shooting as well. But <laughs> this guy, he was like, hey, my store's been vandalized. And it's like, well, you're the sheriff now. You know what it's like? Yeah, I, li- I kind of like it because it uh, reminds me of being a kid. Like, sorry, the sheriff died. I, you've got to be, you have to be the sheriff now. You're his twin brother. Or, like you know. Kurt Russell in like Tombstone. They're like, they ain't no sheriff. We need you, Wyatt. And then he's like, I told you I was done with that part of my life. I'm, I'm a lingerie guy now. I sell uh, I sell pasties and uh, vaginas that look like porn stars. Which is hilarious. It's crazy because, okay, well, first of all, the story is that Austin is one of the few cities that like really stripped their police of funding. No, you know, I know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. Murder has gone up 90% this year. 90% positive upward trend. Um so the police are only responding to emergencies in Austin. So this guy's like, hey, somebody shot a bunch of bullets at my store. And the cops are like, oh, I'll call the operator. What do you want me to do about it? Yeah, everyone's okay. Yeah, he's like, he's like, do, do people still have a gun? He's like, no. They're like, then call 311. What are you wasting my time for? Yeah, good news, though. Uh, Jack White will be there the next day to play some, like, three-hour concert with a <laughs> slide guitar. Because it's just, it's a music city, you know? Uh, yeah, uh, I I hate the city so so much. I've never been there, but I hate it so much. One just because everyone seems so annoying and phony. But uh, my girl lived there for a little while, so now since Austin's so popular, it comes up a lot in conversation. So uh, it'll just be the moment like, oh, I used to live there, and then I have to sit and listen to a boring twenty minute conversation that you've heard about five yeah, times. Yeah, have you been to stub? Oh yeah, I love the you know just. <laughs> yeah, so I've got a lot of hatred towards that city for uh, many reasons, but that man, no cops. Uh, it, I mean, it's uh, they all have guns too, right? To be fair, they should, because even the liberals in Austin have guns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, not anymore. I mean, I you would think like '90s Austin, I'm sure, but like now it's like the liberals of tech you know what I mean? We're like they're Texas liberals. It's like no, those are all the people from California and like. Well, I'm talking. Yeah, I know. The people I know who are from Texas who are still, like, who live in Austin, uh, they all have guns. Yes. Um, Those are the only Austin people I know are people from there. So Andrews uh, 
said, hey, somebody just shot up at my store and stole a bunch of shit. And they're like, I don't know. Fi- see if you can find bullet casing. So he's like, what am I, fucking Batman now? I was like, are you going to, do I also have to buy a fucking uh, a lie detector machine? Am I just starting a police department in my lingerie store? Do you mail the badge and a hat to me or do I have to go pick it up? And where's my horse? I he's get just, a horse, right? He's just using like a. Uh, one of those manuals in the back of a Cracker Jack box. Yeah. It's like start your own detective agency. Well, that's what I'm imagining. Like when I was a kid, I got this book that came with a mustache that was some sort of mystery that I had to go around my house yeah. and solve. And I took like there was a thing that told me to take a fake passport photo, you know, stuff like that. And that's what I envisioned immediately. Like, yeah, a little detective. Like kid. Uh, he's like, well, first I got to play a game of Carmen Sandiego yeah. just to refresh myself. Yeah, the cop, the the dispatch is like, do you have clue, Carmen Sandiego, anything <laughs> like that? It'll really help. Um, uh, yeah, people who tend to solve uh, the burglars at their own businesses tend to be, you know, people who played Clue as a child. <laughs> Are there any candlesticks? Get it. Get yeah. yourself a pair of latex gloves. Harriet the Spy. Harriet the Spy. A real gumshoe. She's just going through movies. Like, is this like a Departed situation where there's a guy on the inside? Uh, so he says. His place has been burgled a dozen times this year. He said the most recent one before this incident was around 6 a.m. There were no customers in the store. A car just pulled up. Somebody jumped out of passenger seat, ran in, grabbed as much as they could, and ran out. Which is, guys, this is a lingerie store. We're not talking about an Apple store or a fucking, you know, a car dealership running and grabbing the keys because that's happened before. Um, this is bras and panties. Yeah, and some dildos. In a panty store? Lingerie? No, I'm thinking more of just like a a negligee place. Oh, that's it. So like Victoria's Secret then. Yeah, the shit that like women buy, they're like, oh, oh, this is a little gift for my husband. It's like, he doesn't give a shit. He's going to fuck you regardless. I like it. I like the effort, yeah. It's it's never works for me. Because it seems like, it's like you're wearing a costume, like a sex costume, you know what I mean? Or it's like, ooh, you're hot, like... I don't Ooh, care. look at you. You're hot, you nerd. Get naked. Oh, look at me. I'm all <laughs> horny now. It's like, I don't know. It just makes no sense. I've never been into like lingerie. So like, just can I see your boobs? <laughs> That'd be cool. Or they, the, the worst is like the shit that doesn't have the barrier. It's like underwear, but the crotch is cut out. You're like, so why are you wearing underwear? Yeah, why do we have this at all? No, I like the... Uh... No, I guess the appeal of lingerie is then the boob could pop out, you know? I don't mind. Then you it. get both. I don't mind it, but, but you're, it's, it's not your thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, what, but also, you like you go into Victoria's Secret. It's like, oh, what am I going to spend one hundred and thirty dollars for something I'm going to tear off? Well, that's always that's the uh, you first. Yeah, you go to Victoria's Secret and you're like, oh man, are they crazy with these prices? <laughs> and then you go to the actual like shitty lingerie sex shops where they're like, you're like twelve dollars. Now that's about right. And then it like just disintegrates in five seconds. And so. you can eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Not even yeah. <laughs> So you got to pay for quality, folks. That's what I'm saying. That makes sense. I, you ever done edible stuff? No. It's just like fruit roll-up material. No, I've never done that. So if you get like sweaty or like it's just like sticky and all of a sudden it's like, It oh, wouldn't cool. be a clean transfer. Then you're going to have sticky inside your pussy or your oh. butthole, which isn't going to be good. Oh, definitely inside the butthole. Yeah, I've seen the, uh, it's like a thong made out of Smarties, basically. <laughs> You know, and it's just like what you, to even or no out of candy necklace and to even eat candy necklaces, you have to like pull it to the side and shove it into your molar. You know, like you can't really eat a candy necklace with your front teeth. No, but well, I mean, I don't know. It it's always scares me. I don't know. I know they're just as strong with my front teeth. I'm always scared they're going to break because they're thinner. Yeah, there they are. But you don't want it. Same with you. Know, I don't want any yeah, tasty. Kick it to the molars. I don't want any tasty treats in my bedroom. I love to fuck and then eat after I'm done. Like even on dates, yeah. I want to fuck first and eat after. The other yeah. order makes no sense. To no, me. that's how guys are set up. Is when guys come, they want to either sleep or eat, and women just want to sit up and talk. Yeah. Am I right, fellas? So you gotta fuck them to sleep. Yeah, you got to fuck them into coma. If you don't states. fuck them to sleep, you did a p- bad job. <laughs> because, and you're the one who has to suffer. Uh, it's like a kid. You got to wear them out because they missed their nap. There was, a, <laughs> there was a kid who found, it was called Joy Jelly, and it was just like flavored blowjob gel. And I remember he put some in a baggie and brought it in junior high. And then 
We just made fun of him because his mom uses blueberry jelly on his dad's dick. And I, like, I don't know what he thought he was going to accomplish. Blueberry but, seems a little too much. But then later, I did a show that was sponsored by a company called Blow Paste. And she would come out and give samples to everybody and say, you're giving out condoms and blow paste. No one's going to use it. Well, it's like American candies are always like blueberry or like watermelon flavored. But then you get like a Hispanic couple. And they mm. use like Mexican candy, and it just burns his dick. Mucho caliente. It's always got like a like a chili powder on it or something. Yeah, you get no food in the bedroom. I was pretty scarred. I'm more of a savory guy anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? If you want to put a chicken put fried a, steak across your tits, throw a pot roast <laughs> on your puss, and <laughs> we can talk. But I saw I saw a savory one on Jerry Springer. <laughs> put a pot roast on your tits. <laughs> and let daddy do his thing. Yeah. Get, I don't need a knife and fork, honey. Just uh, a bib. Oh, it just falls off the bone, that yeah. pot roast. <laughs> but I was fully scarred because I saw this episode of Jerry Springer. It was two really fat people. <laughs> and they welded two old-fashioned bathtubs together and filled it with cream corn and would do sex play in it. <laughs> and even like, so I've never, a girl's even suggested like whipped cream and I like kick her, get out, cream get out of here. corn is another level though. Canned cream corn. I get like whipped cream or like chocolate sauce. It's not for me, but it's at least understandable. Like, oh, put a little whipped cream on it and then hey, you have. Yeah, look it up. Hey, I don't, I'm not a whipped cream guy unless it's like a pumpkin pie or something. But, but if you're going to put it on me, it's like, yeah, you're the one doing it. Whatever whipped makes it. Whipped cream on pie, you know. <laughs> What kind of pie? <laughs> oh, hair pie. Revenge of the nerds joke for you. Uh, so that's that's about it. <laughs> this guy's this guy. He he moved on out west. He, he put up he put everything he owns on the back of that mule, and he he trucked it all the way to Austin just to open up a panty store, and he just can't get by. So they're gonna vote on this. Um, I did I, I the article I got it. Uh, I got found it on Reddit, but what I Googled for so I can read a different article for more details. And the most detailed, dense article was from Fox News. And then, like, three quarters of the way through it, and they're like, and this is all George Soros' fault. So, you know, and I was like, all right, I can't. So even though it was more dense with information, I can't trust 90% of the information. So I just gave you guys the bullet points. That's about it. Yeah, so, Reddit's uh, done for. I just saw that, that uh, just all the people, like, BuzzFeed just writes all their articles. You know, they pull it off Reddit yeah. stuff. And the FBI is using, uh, like, the CBD and Delta 8 section of Reddit to, like, yeah. figure stuff out. You know, and it's like, Jesus Christ. We gave, we gave them all the information. but Well, no, it becomes this weird circle where, like, a story originates on Reddit, then CBS reports on it, and then it ends up being on, like, the top of news or not the onion or, you know, all those shit. Where they it just recycles back and then it's like a circle and then you follow this trail and it just all leads back to the same place. It's just this fucking information circle jerk. Alright, I gotta well, I guess, you know, I gotta gloves off. <laughs> to pioneering women. Pioneer like pioneer women? No, well, women who are pioneers in their industry. Oh, like those black chicks from NASA. Like a lady named uh Gutierrez Reed. Gutierrez Reed? Uh she was in charge. Well, you heard about the the murder on Rust Ranch by that famous actor. Um. Oh yes, yes. Uh, the Thirty Rock guy. Sure, the Thirty Rock guy. Well, this is the lady who is in charge, the weapons master. Okay. On the set of this film. Real pioneer. That's mostly a men's job. Good for her. She is the is she doing only head armor <laughs> in the industry. The only. One. I do have to tread lightly because this does interfere with my actual life, but uh, <laughs> it is a fucked up story. Well, she's the only one who's ever had this job as a woman. God bless her. And she's doing a good job? I think she... <laughs> there are no more women in the this <laughs> industry. It is oh, a, no. a male-dominated industry now, and it needs to change. We need to get three black women to do it. But I found... Make a movie about it. I found a podcast this woman was on one month ago. How she's just bragging about how lackadaisical she is with her oversight? I have... It's like, it's really a great job. You just leave loaded guns laying all over the place. All right, well, this is all about her. I'll throw a little Baldwin in at the end. But the first... There are some people who've worked with her before. Her first 
head role as an armor was on a Nick Cage Western. And there was a point where she was loading a gun, but she wasn't doing it on a table. It was just on the ground with a bunch of pebbles around. So she like loaded it, closed it, and people were concerned. And he handed it to a child. <laughs> the kid in the movie needed a gun. So she handed it to a kid, and then non-professional gun safety people said, stop, we need to check the gun. We need to check that. So that's before, I learned that before I even found out about this podcast. Oh, Jesus. Another person, again, these people just say sources, so it kind of pisses me off, but. Let me just start here, but real quick, these are the people, they get so fucking angry, and they're like, gun people don't get it, and this and that. This, all of this is a responsible, like, you guys dislike guns so much, yet it's your job fucking Alec Baldwin. You have a gun in every other fucking movie you make. Wait for the Baldwin but, part, though. You, I'm not uh, at sorry, Baldwin. But, but these people, this all could have been, so, take a, go take a gun safety class. This is your fault. You're being a poor operator of this. It's a tool. It's a weapon. It's a tool. It's a piece of machinery. You don't know how to operate it properly. You're just as likely to get hurt on a bandsaw or a drill press because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But it's like this moral stance they take where they're like, no, I refuse to get trained on it. It's like, well, then you're going to hurt somebody. Sorry, go on. Well, this lady's trained. This is even better because she's trained. She's just incompetent. And her dad is a legendary uh, armor in, in the Shocker. industry. So, uh, How many people did he kill? She got the job. <laughs> so this one guy says she was a bit careless with the guns, waving it around every now and again. No, just a source. There were a couple times she was loading blanks, and she was doing it in a fashion we thought was unsafe. So it's not that bad for her yet. Ugh. The AD is the one who yelled cold gun, so he's going to have some explaining to do. You got some explaining to do. But uh, this lady, there's this is some these are some quotes from her podcast. These do not age well, and it only took a month. You know, I was really nervous about it at first, and I almost didn't didn't take the job because I wasn't sure if I was ready. But doing it like it went really smoothly. Uh, she hopes that working as an armor on this Nick Cage movie would be a badass way to start a really long and cool career. <laughs> long and cool. She Ugh. considered acting or modeling, but wanted more substantial work. So I bet she really giving guns to children. This is probably my favorite uh, part of it. She because um, I can never remember that word. What's the word like uh, George Bush got to become president because his dad became nepotism. Nepotism. Yeah. So this is this is her kind of that's 80 percent of the movie industry, by the way. This is her. Yeah, I know. That's how she got this job. But she's trying to um, wiggle her way around nepotism because she says. She generally used used only the last name of her mother, Gutierrez, um, and that is how her name appears on the New Mexico search warrant. <laughs> that, I got that just from a Law & Order website that just was really cutting your eye, like yeah. no emotion or anything. Oh, man, that was funny. Loading guns on the ground in the desert. And then she says, some actors know nothing about how to operate the hammer of a revolver. She said many may need to be taught how to quickly draw a weapon and how to do the whole trigger thing. And then they asked her specifically about dummy rounds and blanks and everything. You have to look at the front of it and determine which one's the blank. If it's dumbing up, you know? That's how I tell, at least. No, you have them... Clearly labeled, separated. <laughs> it's like, she's saying they look different, like yeah, different just, bumps. This part. No, yeah, the tips are all different. She's like, she's like, I don't know. I just pull them out of my pocket and I just guess. No, but she says, dude, this part is so incriminating that she says on this podcast, some people don't want you to dummy it for some reason. Just out of their own, I don't know. Doesn't make them feel comfortable, I guess. And then the person and it says, she said in a manner some might perceive as dismissive towards safety concerns. <laughs> and then she says, dummy wads generally look much like real bullets. Yeah, they do. By the way, there is absolutely no reason ever you need a live round on a movie set. Blanks themselves are dangerous enough, but you have to be within point blank. 
there's no reason whatsoever to have a live round. Yeah, and she already had a couple incidents before. People walked off the set. Baldwin got scabs to come in. Uh, pays to go with the union card every time, Alec. Because uh, <laughs> I bet he regrets that. He's a producer on this movie as well, I understand. She is. She then later in the podcast said, I don't do anything unless I'm the best at it. And her favorite part is showing people who are normally kind of freaked out by guns like how safe they can be and how they're really not problematic unless put in the wrong hands. Her own hands. Her hands are the wrong hands. <laughs> These hands, they are my own, and they're not yours. They are my own. Oh, what a dumb bitch. <sighs> so the podcast is out there, everybody. And... Yeah. No, they're going to blame everybody but the people responsible. Whoever, it's your job to properly separate the rounds, properly label them, keep them separate, obviously not have live rounds whatsoever, but... What if you're going to have the technology's there? You don't need real guns. You use non guns, which are basically like cap guns. There's a muzzle flash and it, it's there's a recoil. But the low budget independent film part, I feel, is why they're using real guns, right? But then that's okay. But here's what there's a trade up though. You know, it's like, okay, so are we going to go for a real firearm? And the downside is what people die? Okay. Then we're going to have to work around that. The amount of times it's like, oh, we have to rewrite this because so-and-so doesn't fly until tomorrow. Or we, they don't get, a, you know, something got held up at uh, in, like, customs, one of the props or whatever. It's like you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Or you reshoot something. The or show must go on. You edit around it or you imply it. Like, that was Jaws. The shark wasn't working. So they ended up not using the shark as much. So they don't show the shark until, like, the you know, three-quarters of the way through the movie. And it's actually scarier. It it's a better, better. movie. Yeah. But, but that's what real people do. But instead, they're just like, oh, I need to save money. Let's just get a real gun and put real rounds in it. And fucking people died. And But my, I don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? It sucks that somebody lost their life, but they're going to just point fingers at every party that's not responsible. And there's it's the same thing. Lindsay Lohan got a fucking DUI, and now you're not allowed to buy the good kombucha at grocery stores anymore. Because you, it's no, the kombucha's fault, you, not just some drunk bitch. You can buy the good kombucha now. But it's hard as shit to find. Yeah. You gotta... Dude, it's pain in the they ass. They won't deliver it. It's it's fucked up, but it's the they same thing. They won't deliver it, yeah. We're gonna... And work, I can't do self-checkout. It's 0.5%. <laughs> we're gonna get, like... Shit's gonna change. There's gonna be different protocols, and people are gonna have to do all this shit, when in reality, all it was was this one irresponsible bitch, but she's gonna glance off, she's gonna pass the buck to somebody else, and there's gonna be sweeping reforms throughout the industry and safety protocols and all this and that. When in reality, it's it just this a, bitch is just bad at her woman job. This is the first one to ever be in this position <laughs> on a film ever. I'm pretty sure ever, or maybe she's only current. You know, it reminds one. me of. It her. might not be ever. I don't know the history of armors, but I'm pretty sure it's a male-dominated industry. Remember when the uh, that ship got stuck in the Suez Canal? Yes. And then they found out. Some guy found like an unrelated article where it was like Egypt has the world's first like tank female tanker captain. So then they fucking, everybody just assumed it was the, they're like, ah, this, I don't know. Is it a coincidence? They let a lady do it. Now this ship's stuck. Ah, everybody's like, no, she's, her ship's somewhere over near India, guys. <laughs> like, lay, lay off her, please. She had to like post on Twitter. She's like, guys, it's not me, please. It's not my boat. Uh, yeah. And it really, because when this first happened, the first thing I read about it, it said, which makes it so much worse <laughs> if this is true for Baldwin, is that this, it was, the shoot was going along, it was shitty conditions, and then they said they wanted another take, and he said, how about I kill both of you instead? Is that, I haven't seen that yeah. since, so I don't know if that's true. I only saw that in the initial article Yeah, I but you're going to see that stuff all the time. It's They bury it. It's what gets through the press. Because you know if I mean? he said that, then killed somebody. That's the most insane thing I've ever seen. I, I screen grabbed that. How about I kill both of you instead? And he fucking killed him. Well, he is. The thing about Baldwin is he's such a blowhard douche already. Yeah. Because, I mean, he fights paparazzi. He calls his daughter a fat. That was him, right? Yeah, the fat, fat pig little guy. piggy. He calls his daughter a fat piggy. Uh, he is funny as hell on 30 Rock for sure. And he's got talent, no doubt. But he's a. Uh, impression of, his impression of Trump is really good, too. No, I don't like that one. I like Daryl Hammond. Yeah, I was I was being sarcastic. Oh, dude, that's the worst. Yeah, well, because it's yeah, he it's just not. It was maybe funny for like thirty seconds, and then but 
All of a sudden, it's like on billboards. It's like, go for SNL. Not a single cast member. It's just Alec Baldwin as Trump. It should be a cast member. And uh, Norm said a great thing about that impression. He just said, it's not good because you have to, you can't hate the person you're impersonating or it will not. I mean, you can, but not for a comedy show. It cannot be funny. Where Daryl Hammond, Trump was still likable back then. I'm sure Daryl Hammond hates Trump now, but it wasn't, the character wasn't coming out of hatred. And it made Trump look way worse than the other one. Yeah. Oh, dude, so funny. The onion loaf, touch my onion loaf. <laughs> he, dude, when he, oh, yeah, Jimmy. The, uh, so the moral of the story is <clears throat> you save money either with the armor, the weapons master, or with the guns. You don't do both. Can't do both. If you go piss poor, you go, like, hey, we got to get real guns, you have to get a top-rate, like, safety-rated guy with a good, like, track record. You don't get, you don't skimp, be like, ah, and that's the good thing too, is because people were trying to, I found old articles where they were spinning it, where they were like, before it even happened, they're like, and here she goes, like this star on the rise or whatever. And I saw that she was on a podcast, but I was like, I'm not going to listen to this shit. But uh, everybody's like touting it because they were using that as points because in the long term, that works in the marketing department. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, this movie was empowering women and they hired more women on set and this and that. <laughs> Not knowing, I mean, sh- yeah. I think the moral of the story is for me is Stephen Baldwin is the true powerhouse of the Baldwin family. Steve, and Stephen is the powerhouse, and Billy Baldwin took uh, what's that? Fuck, goddamn, what's his name? Oh, it's from Sopranos. Billy Baldwin took Ben Kingsley to fucking acting school. <laughs> I can't even tell you a Billy Baldwin movie. Sopranos, which <laughs> is not a movie. I did not know. I think he was the bad guy in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Which one was Biodome? That's Stephen. Stephen The real powerhouse. Yeah, and Usual Suspects. He was also uh, Fred in uh, Flintstones 2, Viva Rock Vegas. Viva Rock Vegas, yeah. (laughs) Oh, he was also uh, the mechanic from Half Baked. And Dave Chappelle's like, Run it, breaking down like the different types of stoners. He's like, we have the industrious stoner. And he like he rolls out on a creeper from under a car. Yeah. It's like, hey, we got all this weed, but nothing to smoke. He's like, give me an avocado, a snorkel, <laughs> and a clothespin stat. Uh, yeah. um, that's it. That girl. Uh, it's oh. got. I mean, the it has to be all on her. Um, Stephen, yeah, he shouldn't. You can do the whole like, yeah, you never point a gun at someone. Very, very true. I'm sure he just thought it would be funny. Like, hey, it's going to make a cat noise. It's going to make a sound. I'm going to fuck, you know. Well, that's what dudes, I've heard it several times throughout the years, but people will be like, so, right? Like, when you watch a movie, the credits roll. Granted, there's, like, actors and, like, people. It's like, oh, production assistant. But the further down you go, when it says, like, prop master, that's just one guy gets credit, right? But there's, he has, like, 12 people working for him. And then each of those people delegates to different, like, prop shops. And you know what I mean? There's hundreds of people behind every name the further you go down on that list of the credits. But people complain. They're like, oh, yeah, my name is not in the credits or it's my first time in the credits. But then a lot of people will be like, no, that's a good thing. Because if I'm not the guy, then I'm not the guy. You know what I mean? If you don't get any of the praise, you also don't get any of the blame. And a lot of guys like being on that side of it. Um, Let's just hope that, um, you know, this doesn't (laughs) tarnish the legacy and uh, close the door on future female armors. They need a place in show business. They must. They're not just hair and makeup, okay? Maybe she can get a job on one of those lady shows. I just love the idea of this girl going, should I be a model, an actress, or an armorer? Should I go into the gun safety on set (laughs) replica business? Yeah. Now That's such a model thing to do, too, because clearly she's... She's, I'm going to be a model or an actress. So she has to be reasonably attractive. And she's just some hot chick just going like handing <laughs> guns to kids. No one gives a shit because dudes don't. You can get away with murder if you're a hot chick. So they're just like, I don't know. She gave a gun to a kid. I thought that was weird. But like, yeah, it turned out fine, I guess. <laughs> what are we going to tell her? No. Uh, they're doing the thing where they like, uh, <laughs> they're like shooting the gun. But like when you golf. Or, like, try to swing a baseball bat where the dudes come up and, like, hug you from behind and show you how to do it. Yeah. Like, oh, this is how you hand a gun to a kid, sweetheart. <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> and you pull it back. Um, all right. Is that it? And just, uh, yeah, pretty much the conspiracies are going hard, too. Like, uh, 
I saw this one guy trying to formulate a conspiracy that Baldwin was on a movie hunt for Red October, and I guess the girl who was killed lived on a submarine at some point, too. Um, there's some submarine. Well, there's also, like, somebody posted, like, a fucking, in an Alec Baldwin movie, he had, like, a name tag that said Q. Like, that was his code name, Q, and everybody's like, oh, it's a QAnon thing. And the, the cinematographer who died, the lady cinematographer, her husband is a lawyer for, like, the like the Clinton, but he just works for a law firm that probably has hundreds of lawyers. No, but I even looked into that, and that 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 sequence of events wasn't even true. They were saying that he worked for the law firm that represented Hillary Clinton, but they were Hillary and his law firm were both represented by the same law firm. Yeah, he okay. didn't. Yeah, anyway, so it's, it's all like just. A, yeah, it's all just. It'd be like it's incestuous. It's like they both ate at McDonald's, and you're like, oh well, you know. Sign sign his name away. Put him in the clank. He was in Hunt for Red October, so we should look into Sean Connery is what I'm saying. Oh, Sean Connery's guilty. No doubt. Do you still believe it's reasonable to hit a woman? Well, yes, I said that and I'll still say that. Sometimes. <laughs> you ever seen that video? When he's like, she's like, Barbara Walters thinks she got Sean Connery in a gotcha question. It's like, it says here you used to hit women. He's like, and I still hit them to this day. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. She's like, really? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, you try to give a woman the last word and she won't have it. So always with an open hand, of course. Um, it's hard to get that last word. Oh, especially with the con man. Um, here's a fun story. This is just a uh, this is a hats off. <laughs> hats off to you, sir. So the king of Spain, which. There's a news break right there. Um, king still exists. You always forget that. You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> yeah, they're doing kings over in Spain. All right. All right. All right. They got king of Spain. Uh, king Juan Carlos de España is now being put on a regimen of female sex hormones because, in quote, his sex drive was a danger to the state. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, this dude was so horny that they're like, we need medical intervention. This is going to be a problem. The, oh, I mean, if the country's going to collapse. Well, no, you might still like, sell like state secrets. Like the Russians were famous for that in the Cold War. They would just get, like they just indoctrinate you as a child and put you in like a training program. They just get hot chicks and just make, they just plant them all over the world. So whenever you need one, it's like, hey, go fucking flirt with this guy. You know, try to get secrets or whatever. They're like, yeah, why not? Like, they're like, there was a famous video, <laughs> some Russian, like, ex-KGB guy. He's like, why use gun when you can use breast? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, great, great job. Because <laughs> dudes will just fucking, especially, even when you're, like, the king of Spain, you still, you're not as cool as just a nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, your social clout is, like, you still have to suck up and, like, brag. You're like, yeah, so I'm the king. And she's like, well, what else? <laughs> and you're like... Uh, I got, a, still I got a hottest, bunch of cars. Yeah, the hottest chick in the room beats pretty much everything. Uh, I don't know. So people are denying it. People are really shuffling the blame, much like a a desert movie shoot. Everyone's pointing fingers, <laughs> pointing guns too. Man. <laughs> um, there's a 70 year old police officer involved, and he's like, there for some reason he's like on the president's, or the king's, sorry. The, the president, the king. Sorry, my liege. He says, uh, <laughs> "Apologies, my liege." He uh, uh, is being. They're, they're like, "Hey, this guy keeps trying to fuck with our president because it's seen as like insurgency or like, um, what's the word? Not insurrection, but like uh, when you're a traitor. Anyway, you can't meddle with like the king's actions. You know what I mean?" But the, he's trying to get him on like anti boner pills, essentially. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, you know, there's like, someone trying to inf influencing this king to do this." Yeah, so they're like, "Hey, it's a problem." So somebody on a security team's like, "We need to give him female hormones so his sex drive, his libido crashes." By the way, this guy's seventy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so they think they're just they're like it's like treason to their country. Insurrection. Is it insurrection? Sure. Um... <laughs> so they're saying it's because he. His actions could lead to scandals that can tarnish the reputation of the house that rules Spain. Yeah, at the time Bill or Clinton stuff. Yeah. But in reality, it's you don't really care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just found out you guys still have a king. You know what I mean? How many people live in Spain, really? 
but anyway, it, in reality, it's probably just <laughs> he could end up, you know, getting too horny. He's that guy that's like, you're like, hey, we're going to my friend's house. She's like, oh, what's, is there chicks there? Are there going to be chicks? It's like, you're 30. <laughs> like, what are you, you going to do? You're going to fuck them, man? Yeah. Are you going to seduce these women? Oh, yeah. If there's chicks there, what are you going to do to them, man? You're going to have sex with them? Yeah. I saw that. That happened. There's uh, there's at that party we went to last night. There were a couple dudes there where I was trying to get them to, like, hey, you want to come eat with us? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to go inside and see if those hot chicks are still in there. I'm like, you two are like the most awkward people at this party. <laughs> like, How is this going to work? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I should eat something. It's a little late, but uh, let me go inside and see if I can't embarrass myself real quick. <laughs> uh, they took everything away from him. He couldn't be with a woman or anything. That's the quote. <laughs> I'm assuming one of his sympathizers. It's just some some noble Spaniard patriot going like, let him fuck. Please let him fuck. I don't know why he was Australian, but. Well, yeah, I mean. If it's what he likes, but unless he's, I mean, let him fuck half the time. Give him fucking hours. Like, I'd lock him in a work jail and be like, you can't, <laughs> you can't fuck until you get all your work done. Oh, yeah. So it's like how, like most people, you just have willpower, right? So you're like, all right, I'll work for 20 minutes and then I'll make lunch. Or You know what I mean? Where or you always, I do that sometimes where it's like, I don't want to do the dishes. It's like, all right, I'll set a timer for four minutes. And when the timer goes off, I'll stop doing dishes. But you get the dishes done in like three and a half minutes. You're like, hey, look, I did all of them. Look how cool that is. Yeah, you always do that move. Or like when you exercise, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to ride one mile today. Yeah. That's exactly all right. And then you ride one mile and you're like, oh, I'm all warmed up, baby. Let's keep going. <laughs> Got blood in the hammies. Let's go for two. But the uh, here's the quote. Uh, the National Intelligence Center injected female hormones and testosterone blockers to control his libido because it was considered a problem for the state that he was so, so horny. <laughs> so, so horny. Who horny. wrote this? Austin Powers? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, were you in fact so, so horny? Yes, I was. So th this 70-year-old police officer is thought to be at the center of a deep state apparatus stretching back many decades and trying to control the royal house. So I don't even know what kind of power the fucking king has, but I'm sure he sits on, on some meetings that are not chill with the general public. So that, I'm assuming that's the only reason. Like, why would his horniness be a problem? He's the king, right? What What is the purpose of being a king if you can't even be horny? you got to be super horny. You don't it's you don't have to be super horny, but if I'm horny, let me be horny. I'm a king. Could yeah. you imagine going back to like the 1500s? You're like the king's too horny. It's like, "Yeah, and you're a little too fucking dead, huh?" <laughs> yeah. Smart ass. Somebody you don't even have to get your own fucking robe dirty. Your own your purple dalmatian collar robe. You just have somebody else kill him. You're like, "This guy said I'm too horny. Take his fucking head off." Yeah, make him actually and don't cut his head off and make and we'll make him watch while I fuck this his wife or something. Some fucking some seventy year old military guy in the fifteen hundreds like we got to put leeches on his dick. He's fucking too much. <laughs> it's a problem, man. Yeah, the idea of I mean I guess kings have advisors, but you don't tell the king to you advise him about politics, not his dick. Yeah, I don't see how it's a. They didn't go into detail whatsoever on how this would be a problem. So I don't. Yeah, know. what situations has he gotten himself into? Already, because you don't just, it's not just like, oh, this guy's cleanly banging half the country of Spain right now. Clearly, you know, some stuff had to have well, happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're the king. So you're, it's not like, even if you're a sex addict, right? So it's like the whole thing is like uh, doing things you wouldn't normally do or putting yourself in danger physically or monetarily because of your habits. You know what I mean? That's when like addiction starts. But he's the king. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's going and hanging out at like hotel bars when he needs to get work done the next morning. It's like he's the fucking king. What are you going to do? Oh, hey, no more staffs. It's like, hey, I'm the king. I have staffs. I got a robe and I'm fucking horny. That's what kings do. Yeah. And Where's my big chair? Where are my hose at? In fact, if you study Where's history, that's what all kings are. They got fancy clothes. They got nice jewelry and they fuck. The ones that we remember that we laud are like the seven that were good generals too. <laughs> that like lead the military. But it's so few and far between. 
the only it's like what's true in life between death and taxes, you know. But for for if you're a king, it's like the only constants are fucking <laughs> alligator shoes and getting my dick sucked. Yeah, and really good meat. Oh, the best meat, dude. All the best meat. And fuck vegetables. If I'm a king, I love vegetables, but if I was a king of some place, I'm never touching a broccoli again. Just turkey legs all day, every day. <laughs> I'm wearing like six rings on each hand, and I'm just fucking going to town on a turkey leg. Pot roast off the titties, man, like we were talking about earlier. Maybe that's it. Maybe he was waking up the kitchen staff late at night. <laughs> Get me <laughs> Slopping some boiling French onion hey, on the Hey, can you send up Christina and, uh, I don't know, a meatloaf? <laughs> I don't know what you got down there. I'm not a sweets guy. You got you guys got any of those edible panties? Yeah, but instead of Skittles, can you make it, I don't know, like a shish kebab or something? <laughs> a little bell pepper and shrimp. Oh fuck. All right, so that's it for that story. All right. Well, I got a I guess a hat's off. Hats off to you, sir. I guess it's sort of a gloves off, too. I don't really know, because I didn't have much time to process it, because it happened right before I came over here. But a friend called me. I said, uh, I need some advice. You know, when I hear stuff like that, I get a little proud. You know, like, have you asked anyone else? Am I, you know, am I the first one? You're a man of wisdom. Asking for advice? And, she, and I haven't called anybody yet. You're the first one. And then once she got through... What she needed to ask me, I realized uh, I was fully deflated because uh, she only asked me, called me first because of the type of personality I have, and I was most most likely to say yes. She said someone propositioned her. A friend, her friend's mom said she knows this really rich Australian guy who's supposedly dying of cancer. Okay. This lady's a lesbian, by the way. Boo. Lesbian who lives in Wyoming. Oh, that tracks. And uh, with a kid. So she's got a mullet and a she's Packers raising jersey. a kid. She doesn't have a lot of money, you know, so she gets this offer. This Australian guy is dying of cancer and he has this cool ranch in Texas. He basically wants to marry my friend. They've never met or anything. They've never even spoken. And then he will raise her 12 year old daughter if he dies. And then he also wants to pump her up with some kids before he dies. Okay. And she was asking me if I thought it was kind of a good idea. And she knew, knew my brain and she knew where to get me. Because at first I'm like, this seems like uh, it's going to be creepy, going to be weird, it's going to be psychotic. And then she goes, he has crocodiles on the ranch. He has a tiger on the ranch. He has a jaguar on the <laughs> ranch. And then all my pride in getting this advice question just went all down the drain. Because I'm like, you're just asking me because I'm most likely to say, yes, you should do yeah. this. Because this is a fun but... I just explained to her, I said, the selfish part of me is saying, go for it, because I want an invite to this Texas ranch, and I want to hang out with crocodiles. But uh, realistically... This guy's got more power than the king of Spain. <laughs> any, uh, some sort of, like, yeah, he has a lot of power. He gets it's, his dick sucked whenever he wants. He gets his, he's so horny, he fucks lesbians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was oh, just, that's a good dick suck. <laughs> what kind of advice? What if he doesn't die? And I was just like... I can't imagine any of this going according to plan, like how this has been laid out to you. No, it sounds fun, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bas and then, yeah, basically I just told her, if you do go visit him, you need to tell him that I'm your spiritual advisor and I have to come along with you. Uh, spiritual advisor? Yeah. Spiritual consultant, maybe? Consultant, who likes jaguars. Hey, Jeremy. I think, uh, I think I should get down there. I don't know why I wouldn't. Uh, well, yeah, obviously, I mean, so the good, this is you being too empathetic, where you're going, oh, should I do the right thing? The right thing is do what's good for you. So America's crumbling, man. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, oh, run up your credit cards, have a fucking blast, because the good times are not long. And they might come back, but we're going to go through a little drought here for a second of yeah. good times. So marry the Australian guy who has a ranch in Texas. Australians? They've got ranches. They got nothing but land down there. And he decided Texas. This guy fucking rules. He's got alligators in Texas. I mean, yeah, he's got a little. Uh, even if it doesn't work out according to plan, that's still according to plan because the plan is let's go fucking nuts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. Basically, yeah. I said uh, I think you should do it for my own selfish reasons. <laughs> you got to think about the effect of uh, raising a 
bunch of dead guys' kids and stuff and weigh it out. And then that's fine. The best practical advice is she had just literally found out about this proposition, called me, and then I was trying to get off the phone, and she's just like, uh, "Should I, should I give my number then?" I was like, "Don't do anything today. How about how, how do they know each other?" It's her friend's mom knows the guy and wanted her daughter to do it first, but her daughter's baby daddy is this meth head guy that she's always involved with, so it wouldn't work. And uh, so she said, my friend over there. Oh, she'll do. Yeah. Some lesbian from Wyoming. She's hilarious, man. She's a very funny chick. Yeah, she sounds like a real treat. But if she was actually funny, she wouldn't even have called you. She would have just done it and reported back to you a year from now. I don't know. I got three fucking kids and an alligator at the door. I got a twelve-year-old. Two are mine. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) But the way just a mullet in a fucking jersey. (laughs) Oh, it sounded awesome. Talking about hanging out. She was saying that she could. uh... It's funny too because we're what we were talking about, like the fantasies of what we were doing. It's so great as far as like uh, just. What not? What like you think fancy people would do? But she was talking about like being rich and stuff. I'm like, yeah. well, what are we gonna do on this ranch? She was like, well, I can drink box wine while standing on my head. <laughs> what? Like that's a cool party trick, which is not a fancy thing to do. Uh-huh. But then she was like, oh no, we're gonna be rich. We should bur- we should drink Crown Royal. No, she said Southern Comfort, and I was like, that's not fancy. It's so sad. Soco when- ain't fancy. Because I've only gotten to, you know, dip my toe in that pool of, like, only once in my life was it, like, ultra wealthy. But, like, even when somebody just, like, comes from money or, like, they don't have to do anything because their parents just give them a credit card. And you're like, you're 26. This is crazy. But that's, like, an insane thing. We're like, no, it's all on me. We're going. We're going. And it's all on me. I'm like, this is unreal. Like, this is unfathomable, the world I come from. But you just get to dip your toe in the water. But, like, what poor people think rich people do. Yeah. You'll see it. That's why I like golf sometimes, because you'll just dip your toe in that pool, and it's just dudes in like loafers talking about caviar, and you're like, "You're the you're the guys. <laughs> you're the guys from movies." Yeah, I've hung out with like, uh, yeah, like guys who went to like boarding school in high school and listened to them talking about, like, "Whoa, that was your high school experience." Yeah, who went to your high school? But yeah, I have definitely dipped my toes because I've worked at really fancy places, mm-hmm. so I've. You know, been the help in a lot of these situations. Exactly. And when you you ever done that, where you got like you get invited and they think like you're a charity case, or like your friend's mom likes you, and it's like it's because she's like, oh, we need to help him out because his parents only make a hundred thousand dollars a year <laughs> combined. Yeah. You're like, guys, we're actually fine. I just got new catcher's gear. I'm on high habit over yeah. here. You're right. We don't go skiing in Colorado and once a year. Yeah, but. Yeah, it is a, but yeah, it's fun dipping your toes, getting in there. But, um, yeah, I at least know what booze to bring. It's fucking insane. <laughs> I like, know I ain't bringing. But Soko. her having that realization, she's like, I don't have to drink boxed wine. I'll get the four dollar a bottle. And it's like, baby, shoot for ten dollars a bottle. Seventeen's a decent wine. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it. We're at what fifty minutes? Beautiful. Sorry for uh, no episode last week, right? Oh. We are bad boys. Uh-oh. But uh, we're doing our best. We got things going on. I'm, you know, I got a new position at work. Things are hectic. I'm uh trying to keep my sanity. I went and played some golf today. Felt nice. Was it good? It was a great. I had some good shots. I, I had a couple bad shots. I played I hit an 82. I I could play better, but I had a really fun time. Should I had some have done good better. Shots. I think you should have done better. Well, I played with Owen Garrett, and he had a 112. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to beat the guy you're with. You won? All right. You won. Yeah, by a country mile. But uh, we had a, we all had a great time. It was a good day. Um, and I'm starting to realize, hey, maybe I should just shouldn't get hammered. <laughs> when you golf? Yeah, because it's, so fu- it's so fun. You're like, it's fucking Sunday. I mean, it's the middle of the day. I'm out here in nature. It's they sell you beers. It's almost like camping beer. You know? Yeah, when, exactly. We for like, whatever reason, right when you get camping, or at least I just want to get fucking trashed on shitty. Let's beer. Get some sodies going. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I had a fucking great time. 
played with good people because sometimes when you're a twosome, they they let you out in foursomes, and you can get linked up with a couple of kooks, oh. dude. I yeah, I never golf golf, but I used to frisbee golf a lot, and there would always be some weird middle aged guy by himself. Right, <laughs> you'd be about to throw your first hole. Mind if I jump in? And it would just oh. yeah, it'd ruin your day. Terrible, but we had a good time. I got the kinks out. I'm feeling good. I got to golf today. I got to pod today. I'm, I'm, you know, I I was on the edge. I was gonna go to a post office and do some regrettable things, but no, coming back. But now I'm just gonna go home and eat some pot roast off some tits. Nice, dude. That's the way to go. Meat and titties. Fuck the potatoes. Am I right? <laughs> He's a real meat and potatoes guy. And by potatoes, I mean pussy. Yeah. He's the he's the king of Spain, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hogopod. At Hogopod on Instagram for all uh, comments, corrections, suggestions, good old-fashioned hate mail. All the dick pics go to at Robot Spencer. I'm at Mitchell All Phillip. mine. Uh, yeah, he's a, little, he's a little ball hog over here. And uh, follow the production team at Beam Jeremy. Um, he's the one making it sound so crisp. At Mitchell Phillip, at Robot Spencer, at Beam Jeremy. But most importantly, at Hogopod. It's wide open. Every time somebody writes in, we bring it up. So you got any suggestions for stories you want us? To, you want to follow up on a past story? It's all possible. It's yeah, all where in your are you? Hands. Where are you? Give us some ideas. It's all in your hands. What's that? 150 is coming up. Episode 150 is coming up. And then after that, episode 169. Oh, nice. We're having Pam Anderson and Ron Jeremy on that episode. The world is your oyster. This is the podcast for the people. And uh, we're handing it back to you. Not like the... Not like the king of Spain. We let you get your nuts off. I'm not going to put any lady chemicals in you. Because we believe in the power of the listener. Uh, do you guys hear that thunder? That's just a cookie sheet. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots. Do what we tell you to. We'll see you next week. <laughs>